On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Sunday, June the 5th, it's Ian Cameron and Vito with you on a Sunday, ready to break it down. Uh, game 3 Eastern Conference Final, an afternoon game, so make sure you get your bets in. Very important, 3 p.m. Eastern, make sure you're aware of that start time. Uh, with the uh, Rangers now going to Tampa Bay to take on the Lightning, who will try to avoid doing what the Oilers did last night, and that's going down 3 to nothing uh, in the series. Speaking of that, that's where we'll start by looking back at last night. And look, Edmonton came out with the energy I expected, uh, a terrific first period. Uh, and if you look at the advanced numbers after the first 20 minutes, 5 nothing high-danger chances for Edmonton, 7 nothing scoring chances in favor of Edmonton, and yet the score was 1-1 after the opening period. Um, Connor McDavid gets them on the board early uh, in the opening minute, uh, and it looked like they were going to take charge of that period. And, you know, if you could turn back time, as Cher once said, and erase the uh, five-minute major penalty for boarding that Evander Kane took uh, on Nazem Kadri, which knocked him out of the game, just a reckless play. I mean, you've got to be smarter than that. you got to use your noodle and realize that when a guy is skating right into the corner and into the boards like that, maybe lay off and not plow him right from behind right into the boards with a cross check. But uh, that's another story. But it just seemed like that derailed some of Edmonton's momentum. That being said, what a terrific five-minute penalty kill they had uh, of that of that major penalty by uh, Evander Kane. Uh, they got out of it. They were still up one nothing. And I thought once that game got back to five on five in the first period, the Oilers were once again carrying the play. Uh, you know, peppering Pavel Francouz, who was once again just absolutely phenomenal in, in in that game, in my opinion. Some of the saves he made, he made a couple of saves that were bang bang. He had to make two quick reactions to those saves. It was impressive to watch. Uh, but Edmonton had the first period they wanted, but unfortunately. Uh, a goal goes in off the stick of Darnell Nurse. I mean, he stick that's the cardinal sin for a defenseman. Get that stick out of the way. I can hear Don Cherry's voice in my head. He said it for years when he was on television. Get that stick out of the way. He'd always say that, if uh, telling the, the defenseman, you either block the shot with your body, uh, or but don't do it with your stick because that's what can happen. It ends up going off the stick of Nurse, changing direction, and it goes in past Smith, and the game is tied 1-1. And uh, certainly for uh, those first period Oilers backers uh, like Vito and I yesterday, it's tough to see that. And it was a push for those of you that had the money line, and it was a loss for uh, the puck line on Edmonton because of that. And they had a power play chance late in the first to maybe get the lead back and maybe cash my 2-1 to one correct score first period Oilers, which was plus 1,100. I thought, here we go, golden opportunity. And the power play, unfortunately, wasn't very good. 
uh, for the Oilers at the end of that first period. So it ended up 1-1, and second period, I thought the Oilers were fine in the early going, but then Colorado gets a fortunate bounce, goes right over to Nachushkin. He puts it in past Smith. Couldn't. There's no way Smith can react in time. He can't be blamed for the first goal. He couldn't be blamed for the second goal either. It was 2-1 Colorado. Edmonton was really, to be honest with you, never the same from that point onward. Colorado really started to get to their game. Their five-on-five play improved, and Edmonton looked like they were a bit deflated, you know, after that two-to-one goal. And they never really got back into the, you know, dominant, you know, dominant, you know, carrying the play until they tied the game with uh, Ryan McLeod's goal uh, to make it two-to-two in the third. And the Oilers were starting to get a little momentum from that. The crowd was back into the game. Uh, But then, and Mike Smith up until that point, I want to say he played a terrific hockey game. He really did. He made some big saves. He was very sharp in that. The two goals that beat him, he had no chance on whatsoever, no shot at all to to stop those two uh, initial Colorado goals. The deflection off Nurse's stick, the bounce that came right to uh, Nachushkin, and he put it in before anyone could react. But then Mike Smith's great play, and Vito was saying it to me before the show started, it's erased with one horrendous, horrific goal. And that's exactly what that was to JT Con. It's got to be stopped, period. It has to. You can't let that goal in. Just a little dribbler, a little a little number of a shot right through the wickets like that. You got to make that save. At that time of the game, you're, you're at home. You're down 2 nothing in the series. You need this win. You've got to have it. It's 2-2 at the time. And you give up that goal to give Colorado the 3-2 lead. It's brutal. you know. And unfortunately, it does wipe away a lot of the great things and great performance you had prior to giving up that goal. It, it is. I mean, it's, and it's a terrible one to go, give up. Edmonton tried their best to try to tie it up. A lot of blocked shots by Colorado. Give them credit. They were blocking a million shots the final couple minutes. Franco's was sharp, steady, uh, didn't allow any rebounds, and Colorado put it away with the empty net goal, and they essentially put the Oilers away in the series as well. There's no road back for Edmonton, in my opinion. It's done. Uh, it's just a question of when they lose this series now, in my opinion, not if. Uh, and it could come as early as Monday night with our bet cast on Monday night, tomorrow night, that is, with uh, Game 4 uh, in Edmonton as the uh, Avs will look to bust out the brooms and get the sweep. And uh, one last point I'll make. There is no doubt in my mind after watching that game last night, Leon Dreisaitl and Darnell Nurse are not even close to 100% health. Not even close. Uh, you can see Dreisaitl is just, you know, he's gotten it out. He's a hell of a warrior for doing so, but there is no way he's a hundred percent. None at all. None at all whatsoever. Uh, he's doing the best he can. Uh, and of course, Darnell nurse is definitely, they say he's got an oblique injury of some kind. That seems to be the, uh, the, the, uh, the rumors are out there that he's dealing with a severe oblique injury. And you can tell this is not Darnell nurse at his best. This is 50%. They say maybe Darnell nurse. That's what one of the Oilers reporters was saying he might only be at a at 50 percent which makes you wonder why the hell is he out there then if he's only at 50 percent health but the problem is the Oilers have nowhere to turn you know defensive depth is not a strength for the Edmonton Oilers so you know maybe they think they're better off with a 50 percent Darnell Nurse than 100 percent of somebody else you know that's that's probably what they're thinking right now but tough sledding for the Oilers down three nothing um very very unfortunate Dreisaitl definitely, yeah, the, the potential slew foot. While he was already battling the ankle injury, someone in the chat mentioning the potential slew foot. Yeah, that, that definitely exacerbated his his 
struggles from his from a health standpoint. He's already had an ankle problem from the last series. Then the slew foot makes things worse. So Dreisaitl is le- way less than 100%. Same with Nurse. And unfortunately, you know, the Oilers can't overcome it. But let's give Colorado their credit. They're the better team in this series. They've proven that in three games. Uh, and they're probably going to prove it at some point, maybe as early as tomorrow night to close out uh, this series. Vito, uh, what did you think last night as Colorado takes a stranglehold of the Western Conference final? Yeah, well, of course, I think big part plays the nurse and dry Zytle. I think they're very injured. I think they're definitely not 100%. Totally agree with you. If you just look, dry Zytle can skate twice faster than he skated a few times. He's just there just because he's there, you know, but they, because they don't actually help. You see the depth. I told you, uh, I was talking about this yesterday. How Woodcroft plays Edmonton Oilers lines. If we divide it in the four centers, we have McDavid, Nugent Hopkins. Uh, for the third line is, uh, for the third line, McLeod. And then we have Ryan. And 52% of ice time gets McDavid line. Then 26% gets Nugent Hopkins line. And then, like, I think 40, 14%, something like that for third line, and only 4% for the last line. And he's like switching the wingers. So basically, McDa- who plays with McDavid plays most of the time and they that's how he does you know he hides the fourth line because that because yeah that's when uh, that's when they had some struggles against in previous series but now you see with avalanche i mean and those guys not getting being fully healthy i mean avalanche just dominates it's just you know there's no one to play except mcdavid looks like well hyman is playing hard of, of course there is some guys you know but two top guys the su- i mean the superstars too are injured you know which is which makes it very hard you know i mean the players are valued by how much they are getting paid, you know. So that that's how it is, you know. And those are most paid players in the Oilers lineup, you know. So it's tough, you know. It's tough. And uh, looking just at the stats last night, I mean, from Oilers again, plus minus, as you know, we have top players, McDavid with minus three. Even he scored a goal. So that's where he deletes that. So he allowed all four goals. Well, you know, that's a lot. And that's because of the... T- uh, struggling a little bit defense. I mean, Bouchard again, he ma- made that shot in power play later on. Coffer comes out from penalty box, somehow beats him to the puck. I don't know how he could, he, he should he should have that, you know, just cr- uh, like close a little bit. The That's puck what I said, Vito, yesterday about Evan Bouchard is an offensive minded defenseman. You yeah. get him in his own zone, he is a nightmare. He is a mess at times. Same with really? Barry, same with half of these defensemen on yeah. Edmonton. They have issues oh, in their own end. It's always been an issue for Oilers, the goal, goaltending and, the, I mean, the defense, defense, defense. You know, that's what always has been an issue in Oilers. They have the forwards. We all know that, you know. But, you know, that defense, which was good maybe for a little bit, they cannot sustain this, you know. And we all were talking about that, you know. That will be the problem, and it is now the problem. And, yeah, well, I tell you, McDavid minus three, Nugent Hopkins minus two, Dreisaitl minus two, Nurse minus one. All those guys in minuses and from Colorado, two superstars, Landeskog and McKinnon with plus four. So they've been on the ice for our four goals, not allowed any goal. That's what you want to see. And this is just pure skill. They're just better, you know. They have better depth, big, big while stepping up, just huge in the playoffs, I would say. This guy is this now when he's now 26, 27, he's starting to play his best hockey. You know, he had he had the size early. I remember he's because he's my age. He's born 95 as me. So he was in NHL and I was like, wow, this is crazy. I was like 17, 18 years old and this dude is drafted in NHL. And I was like, wow. And he was so big, you know, but okay, he was not scoring that much, you know, but that's why you grow. And now he's been there already for eight years and he's only 26, 27. 
I think that guy has a bright future if he keeps up these numbers, you know. Digwell doing very great. So, yeah, these all guys, uh, I mean, Colorado is loaded, you know. Well, now we have Kadri. Kadri will be out, you know. Now he's injured. I read some news and perhaps uh, definitely out for this series and not sure if he can uh, return to the Stanley Cup finals. That's also under the question. Perhaps not. That's what Bednar said. But, okay, they have, again, some Rantanen, eight shots on goal last night. Uh, oh, yes, and also he's, like, scored two games in a row now. Okay, it's an empty netter, but still, that guy has started to uh, has started to find the scoring, you know, which is unbelievable. Uh, so that guy needed to find some scoring, you know. He was the only piece which actually was struggling in Avalanche lineup. If you just check, he started to play with McKinnon and Landeskog. The line was struggling. Uh, he switched, put Lekkanen there in, uh, put Rantanen down to second line. First line started to score. Second line started to struggle with Kadri a little bit they, uh, in previous series with Flames. And yeah, now the guy has uh, and the guy is stepping up. So yeah, Avalanche are very good. And uh, well, let, let's see what kind of lines they will put. It will be interesting. Kadri will be now out. Uh, perhaps I mean I think Landesko can play center. I don't. I'm not. Sure. Well, let's see what they can do. I think McKinnon stays. I don't know if they're gonna switch it up or no. But yeah, if if I just watch, well, I can guess. I think well, Newhook. What about Newhook? Newhook doesn't play at all. I think yeah, he'll play. He can play center. I think also. So, well, they will find who to play. And maybe they put, I think, McKinnon in the first line. Maybe they put Landeskog in the second, the center, because I know this guy can play center. And then they will have Comfort and Helm. But maybe they put Helm higher. Helm is not bad. We will see how it goes. There is Comfort as well and new hook. So they have the depth. I think, of course, Kadri will be a big loss. Uh, I think it's actually a very, very big loss for them. Uh, but, uh, well, if we have Tampa Bay coming out or Rangers, well, I think... Colorado is still good enough to take care of that team, which will come out. So, yeah, overall about that game, yeah, Oilers struggling. I can see, see a sweep actually coming in here. It's hard to see them winning, even at home tomorrow night with their situation. I mean, that was a, a good game, and yet they still – for in a large part of that game, they played well last night, and they still lose the game. And now you're going to have a big dilemma if you're Jay Woodcroft. I mean, I've been backing – him keep sticking with Mike Smith from the very beginning. This is the first time I'd considered Hoskinen uh, now uh, here in game four. And um, I don't know if he will, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. But that's not the issue. The goaltending is not the issue. Colorado's better. All right. Colorado is just better right now than Edmonton. And I know Edmonton's got dry sidle and nurse less than 100%. You're right about Kadri's injury. Kadri's not back for the rest of this series. They'll survive and they'll get through this series without him. But they need him back, and they would really want him back against either Rangers or Lightning uh, in a Stanley Cup final. So that's very important to try to get him back here uh, coming into the uh, Stanley Cup final. And the good news is I think there's still a chance we could see six or seven games out of that Rangers-Lightning series. You know, So if that, the longer that series goes, the more time it's going to get give Nazem Kadri you know, to heal up, but you're right. And Bouchard, I don't know what he was doing on that goal. I really don't. What a, a horrendous angle, terrible angle to take. Uh, just took himself right out of the play. Uh, could not get back in time to give comp for that chance. But at the same time, it's one-on-one. -on -one. You're square to the shooter. If you're Mike Smith, you're right there. You're, you're right there staring right at him. You're right in line. You're right square to his shot. And it goes right through you. That can't happen. Yeah, this is what Mike Smith does. You know, he makes some unbelievable saves and then lets in some softy. I mean, 
No, do, a lot of goalies sometimes lead in softies, even Shostorkin against Keynes, uh, I remember, let's in softies, but you know, that's the only goal he let in, let in, in that game, you know? So then right. you forget that because it's only one goal. But yeah, when you have three on the scoreboard, you know, if the as I always say, uh, now when we have playoffs, when the hockey gets tighter, when you score three goals in on the road, you, you're like, you have to win that game. You don't have, but you have a big chance to win. That's the target of the hockey. You go to the road, you score three goals, you have to win that game. So that's what we saw yesterday. Basically, the game ended 3-2 with an empty netter. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. You have to, uh, you know, you have to make that stop there. Uh, he was not able to. Bouchard was hor- horrible, the play he made. But still, it was one-on-one. You were square to the shooter, that being JT Comfer, and it went right through the legs. It's got, it can't go in. Uh, it's not like Crosby coming in or McKinnon or whatever. It's JT Comfer. Well, he has a great shot. But yeah. it was nothing that too great, you know. It was a regular shot in the stomach, I would say. Yep, and it just went right through him. Comfort will be fine in that second line. Like, they've already got him pretty much second line center with Lekkonen yeah. and Rantanen for a game four. New hook will play on the third line. Nico Sturm uh, looks like he might be the one to draw into the uh, lineup here with uh, Obeku, Bell, Sturm, and New Hook, Cogliano, Helm, and Logan O'Connor uh, okay. is looking like it'll be the fourth line for uh, game four. Not bad. Good, good. Yeah, Kaffer has earned that spot, I would say, you know. With the hard work and what he does, he has earned earned that second-line spot. Now is the time to shine for him. Yeah, exactly. Time to shine. Time now that he's on the second line, maybe we'll see some points props finally being available. That would be something I'd be interested in for uh, tomorrow night. But that's tomorrow's show. We'll break it down. We've got uh, Sainikavich joining us as our guest tomorrow uh, on the show. So looking forward to that. And, of course, the BetCast. I'll remind you again tomorrow night uh, for game four. Could be the last game of this series. Who who would have thought that coming in, that that might be a four-game sweep? But uh, here we are with the potential for the Avalanche to close out the series in game four tomorrow night. Our bet cast will be uh, taking you right through the game, live betting analysis uh, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you join us for the Ice Guys live bet cast for game four, Western Conference final, Colorado-Edmonton and Make sure you send me a DM or email me, bobano350 at gmail.com, uh, if you wish to join the BetCast uh, tomorrow night, and I'll make sure I send you the link for it. All right, let's get to today's game. It is Game 3 Eastern Conference Final, New York Rangers, Tampa Bay Lightning, Tampa Bay minus 170, home favorites, 5.5 the total, shaded to the under. Rangers leading this series uh, 2 nothing. Uh, is this a spot here for the uh, New York Rangers to uh, – put a stranglehold on this series, take a stranglehold like Colorado did, or is Tampa Bay, I think, a little bit better equipped than Edmonton right now to punch back strong on home ice? And I think for me, it's the latter. Uh, I think it's uh, it would be beyond Herculean. That's the word I'm going to use. Herculean it would be for the New York Rangers to go up 3 nothing. Bolts will win this game, in my opinion. Uh, the Rangers, let's not, for, let's not forget either. The New York Rangers' road record prior to Game 7 against Carolina was spotty. You know, it wasn't great. You know, they lost all three previous road games in that Carolina series. They struggled in Pittsburgh uh, in the first round. Really, that was the first game where they you could say, yeah, Rangers, really great road game. Actually, Game 1 against Carolina, they probably deserved a better fate there too. But bottom line is they've been at least a little bit more susceptible on the road. And they're going to get probably the most uh, – urgent of Tampa Bay lightning efforts here uh, to today in this game. And I think they will. Uh, the first period puck line certainly stands out. I mean, Edmonton, that first period for up for Vito and I, it should have cashed. It really should have. I mean, they were by far the better team at five on five, even strength 
over Colorado in that first period. And I think Tampa Bay is going to bring that same urgency, desperation, push the play, you know, really four check hard, finish your checks. I think they're going to be very, I think they're going to, John Cooper wants them to be more physical. He said Tampa Bay hasn't been physical enough in the first two games. That's a that's a message, clear message to his team. Throw the weight around. Throw the body around uh, here today uh, in this game. And, and try to punish these Rangers players. Right now for the defense of the Rangers, whether it's Ke'Andre Miller or Adam Fox uh, or Ryan Lindgren or whoever the case is, it may be. This is a the Rangers team. It's too easy for them right now. They're skating the puck free and easy out of their zone. They're making crisp passes through the middle of the ice. The Lightning aren't doing enough to disrupt the Rangers right now. You've got to get, you know, I think tighter gap control if you're the Lightning. And more importantly, as John Cooper said, you know, throw the weight around. It's time to start hitting. It's time to increase our physical level uh, in this game because I don't in this series because I don't think it was there as much as it should have been for Tampa Bay, you know, in terms of the uh, physicality in the first two games. I think you'll see something different here today. I like them in the first period. I think the plus 155 that you currently see right now for the first period puck line is not a bad way to go. It's great value, uh, that's for sure, because I do expect a, a terrific push from Tampa Bay in the first 20 minutes, very much like we saw from Edmonton last night. So uh, that's the way I'm going to go. That's the bet I like most. So I'm pretty much giving away best bet right now. But uh, Tampa Bay, uh, minus a half, plus 155 in the first period is what I like most. I mean, I, full game, I think they're going to win too. I have a smaller play on them. Uh, I haven't decided if it's going to be in regulation at even money or if I'm going to go maybe puck line minus one and a half. I don't know if I want to go puck line, though, necessarily against a goalie like Igor Shesterkin. So I might go regulation instead with the full game, but I've, I'm zoning in more on the first period, very much like I did last night with the Oilers. I think the strongest stance for Tampa is early in the game to be strong, to be ready in the first 20 minutes, uh, and I expect that. So Tampa Bay minus a half, plus 155. Uh, as far as props go, look, uh, I cashed with Kucherov to score a goal as best bet. Uh, during the bet cast on Thursday night, I took a, a, a shot with him to score the first goal of the game. Uh, at twelve to one, uh, and that actually, and that also uh, cashed in as well. So Kucherov was definitely uh, a good call the other night. I think this is a Stamkos game, you know, tonight. I think this is a, I think a Andre Palat, Alex Kalorn sort of game. Those three guys in particular, Corey Perry as well, who's had chances and he's been around the net. He's been buzzing at times around Shesterkin's uh, in Shesterkin's grill. Uh, but I think he's got to even go further than that. I thought in game one, he got into Shesterkin's kitchen a little bit. Game two, not as much. I think this is Corey Perry crashing the net time this afternoon for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I think Perry to get a point or a goal is definitely a, uh, on the radar for me as well uh, in this game. Those are the players I'm kind of focusing in on in terms of props. For the Rangers, look, I don't know if they're going to get shut out. The, rain, the Lightning have shown no ability to shut out the Rangers in this series. Uh, certainly the Rangers got their offense going in both games. It'll be more difficult today, but uh, I'm still looking at a couple Rangers, definitely, and I'm looking more along that kid line uh, because I think the value's there. Cooper's going to have a better chance to neutralize Zabanajad and Kreider because now he has the last line change being at home. So I don't know if I'm going to jump to bet Kreider props or jump to bet Zabanajad props today. I'm going to look more toward Lafreniere and certainly one of my favorite players to back right now, and that's Philip Heedle uh, for the uh, New York Rangers. You're, he's feeling the Heedle. 
the heatle is on. Uh, he's heatling up, whatever you want to say. Uh, that is what he is doing right now for the uh, New York Rangers. And uh, I think finally uh, we saw a game where he cooled off a little bit, you know, offensively in uh, game two. But still, I mean, the overall numbers uh, for Heedle on that third line with Kako and Lafreniere have been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, he has two, four, five goals in the last four games, and he has a point in four straight games as well. He did get an assist on one of the three New York Rangers goals uh, in game two. So he's racking up the points. He's scoring goals right now. Uh, and even though I like Tampa in this game, especially in the first period, you know, I still like, I'm still going to bet some Rangers props because, you know, the Rangers have shown an ability to put the puck past Vasilevsky, who has not played as well as Shesterkin, in my opinion, through the first two games of this series. So I, I definitely think that those are some Rangers props to look at. I think the biggest thing to watch for today, Vito, is John Cooper just said this multiple times after game two. We need to we need to stop with the turnovers. The turnovers in the neutral zone, the turnovers with the puck, our puck management has to be better. And look, Kucherov off the skate of his own player, I believe, trying to pass the puck forward. It resulted in a transition rush. The Zabanajad goal, which was the killer goal to make it 3-1 in game two. Those are the turnovers John Cooper is talking about. Got to cut those out. Stop with those you've got to manage the puck better we know they're good enough it's not like he's telling them something they don't know they've won two stanley cups and they've done it by managing the puck well and as great as vasilevsky is they've helped him out with that by not turning the puck over but they've been doing that in the first two games let's see if they heed the coach's message here this afternoon no turnovers put the puck in a place where our own player can get it and that's going to put yourself in a better position to win today Vito, what do you think here game three rangers lightning yeah, of course, there is actually one very interesting stat, uh, stat between these two teams. Uh, this season, Tampa, Tampa Bay has not beaten Rangers, you know, even regular season is 3-0 for the Rangers, okay? One, okay, one game went to the overtime, looks yeah. like, still for the Rangers, and uh, also the, well, and yeah, then they played only in year 19. Well, anyways, yeah, that could be sitting in the head a little bit, you know, still the, Tampa has not beaten Rangers basically this season. 5-0, and oh, regular season and playoffs combined now yeah. this season, including Shesterkin, whose goals against, I think, is not even is below two against the Lightning. Yep, yeah, that You know, that's the teams when he plays the, plays the best, you know. You want to play your best against the best, you know. And, uh, well, professionals actually should play always the best. <laughs> but, yeah, when you see it, actually, yes, Shesterkin playing much better. But, you know, again, this is hockey. We don't see same thing happen like game uh, next game what happened in the previous game you know and actually now we had saw rangers playing both games much better than tampa so I, I expect something to change here you know it's still tampa bay lighting we have seen how tampa bay can bounce back okay they lost that game that streak ended but now they have two games so i i would not overhype i say this all uh, rangers thing now you know uh, just imagine tampa coming out today winning 5-1 then that's game four Maybe an OT winning, and again, it's 2-2 even series. You know, we are back at even. So, until the home team has not lost in the series, as Ian said yesterday, uh, let's not uh, overhype it too much, you know. And uh, I have here, so some people may be saying you can also have now great uh, great price on Tampa if you like to back them today. You just can back maybe plus 300 for, no, I think it's plus 200. Plus 200 for them to win the series or something like that. But anyways, yeah, well, today I think Tampa comes out blazing in first period. I think we're going to see uh, the best of them. I think they, as we know, Rangers can play one good game, one bad game. So I expect the Rangers to play a little bit 
worse game today than they have played two uh, first two games you know i think tampa bay will be the team which will play better today so uh only only thing is obviously the goalie from the rangers you know if he plays the best again it could easily end in one one game for example you know because from tampa what we're gonna see i think less those turnovers uh, quick quick shifts you know shorter shifts not so long shifts so they're gonna be faster than rangers i think today you know so tampa is the team which can change the game immediately if they play bad you know so that that's how good are they you know and uh, today i think that's happening you know tampa is getting back at the game which they know they can play at you know they're confident in each other i think Vasi is stepping up leo Vasi is showing up today and yeah as i said either it's in ending like one one and igor has an amazing game or i or it's tampa bay here today i think like four one or something like that four one sounds pretty good score maybe four two i i like them today in the regulation i mean of course if you like to lay minus 170 you can lay minus 170 but uh, for me yeah also you know the puck line obviously is a great look sometimes because you still had that have that empty netter but uh, again this is not regular season anymore you know it's more i i, I can see this ending maybe three two you know without empty nether so i think the regulation for me is what i'm going here for i think it's a even money you can get it or maybe some places more but the total as i said yeah yeah if, i think tampa if tampa it because igor on the road has not been the same igor as he was is uh, at home you know and against the canes and the game seven well that's game seven again you know that's the final game where you have to play your best you know so otherwise on the road he'd been letting in like three goals some four goals you know so if tampa scores three four goals today i think they're winning this game today so yeah give me tampa here uh in the regulation and then we go from there all right tampa bay in regulation for a uh, veto and i have that as well i'm actually going to go with regulation which is around plus 100 uh instead of the puck line puck line's tempting but you know you are talking about this Shesterkin uh character uh for the new york rangers who is uh like we said, 5-0, and and I believe a 1.8 goals against, something along those lines for him in five starts against the Lightning this year. That's the one thing that's always in the back of your mind. Tampa can push and push and push, and we see them with 30. You know what I like, too? I'm going to go with the Shesterkin saves prop today. I've gone in this direction with the uh, opponent of the New York Rangers, in especially on the road, when the Rangers have been on the road and the opponent has really needed to play well and needed a win and needed to be aggressive. So. I think that is definitely something I'm going to be targeting here as well. Uh, the goalie saves prop. I don't you, I don't bet this often, and I certainly don't bet it every single game, but I think there's reasons to like that today because I think it's going to be a high-volume shot type of game uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning and against Igor Shosturkin. And uh, Shosturkin, by the way, it's over 31.5 saves uh, for him in this game at minus 120. I like that. I like that. I, I remember cashing with this in game seven. Uh, against Carolina uh, in the second round. And I think Shesterkin made 36, 37 saves uh, in that game. He got over the number anyway. And I think you're probably going to see something similar to that uh, here today. Uh, over 31 and a half saves, uh, Igor Shesterkin uh, here today for the uh, New York Rangers. Because I do expect the uh, shot volume and the shot count uh, to be pretty heavy uh, in favor of the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning here today. So that's definitely a prop I'll be on uh, as well. Uh, in this game. All right, great stuff with Vito here talking game three, uh, Eastern Conference final. Uh, again, we'll get to best bets in just a second. A reminder we have two shows tomorrow. We have our regular daily show at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and then, of course, we've got the Betcast at 8 p.m. 
uh, Eastern time tomorrow night for game four, Western Conference final. Uh, avalanche and Oilers. So uh, make sure you DM me or email bulbano 350 at gmail.com uh, if you want to join us on the BetCast uh, tomorrow night. All right, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL. Uh, new customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team, get $150 in free bets if they win. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can play for huge cash prizes. With DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests, DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, must be 21 years of age or older, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state, Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. Uh, all right. Yeah. Kenny Wu saying Capo Caco. Yeah. The, the Ranger props that I like most is that are the all three players on that line. Lafreniere, Heedle, and Caco. Because, look, Tampa Bay is going to put their best defensive coverage on Zabanajad and Kreider, the top guys today. So if, if someone's going to have a better chance to break through offensively for the Rangers, you could be looking at, you know, a Ryan Strom on the second line, or you could be looking at, like I said, that red-hot kid line that keeps getting better, Kako, Lafreniere, and uh, Hedl, uh along that third line. So uh, I don't argue with that one bit. And Kako finally did hit the scoreboard with that beautiful deflection uh, past uh, Vasilevsky in Game 2. So uh, definitely, I have no argument there uh, with Kenny. Uh, in the chat saying Capo Caco uh, look toward him for a prop here for the Rangers today. Uh, all right. A uh, best. Yeah. Go ahead. Vito. Tampa, I don't know. But for Tampa, I think also when it comes to value, you know, there's perhaps no value on Kucherov's Tampkos. I think today guys like Killorn or Nick Paul, I, I think those got two guys you yeah. can look at. I think they will can score. I think I can see Paul scoring definitely today. I don't know why. <laughs> I have mentioned Nick Paul and Ross Colton a bunch of times this year in terms of undervalued player props for the Tampa Bay Lightning. If there's ever a day to come back to the well and try taking them today, Nick Paul, Ross Colton, it's today. Because you would think, you know, all hands on deck today, you're down 2 nothing, uh, and it wouldn't shock me at all to see uh, Nick Paul and Ross Colton can impact. And, of course, you can get very good uh, prices with their uh, goal score prop in particular and points uh, if they are provided. So uh, definitely a good Prop considerations there, no question uh, about it. And, of course, Corey Perry, too. Don't forget about him because I think this is going to be a game where he's going to try to make an impact. Veteran guy, backs against the wall. You're down 2 nothing in the series. Get to the front of the net. You know he will. Get to that office. Get to that kitchen. Make something happen. Yeah. He will be there. You know he will be there. The pucks will come to him. He will be in that area. So you just need to put in one, you know, or just tip him. Easy. Which he's very good at. Yeah, which he, yeah. I remember he, he did that in the Florida series in game one. It was a great tip deflection goal uh, in yeah. that series. And he's very good with those. So watch him be right there, definitely around the uh, front of the net. Uh, all right, we're going to be right there with best bets right now here to wrap up the show. Vito, we'll start with you, best bet. Yeah, well, let's go for John Cooper and Lightning, you know. Lightning in regulation will be my best bet today. All right, Tampa Bay in regulation, plus 100 for Vito, best bet. My best bet is going to be Tampa Bay first period, actually. I'm going to go for Tampa Bay first period puck line, minus a half, plus 155. Or as some books phrase it, 
Tampa Bay to win the first period. Uh, plus 155 against the uh, New York Rangers. I think they come out strong. First 20 minutes, they've got to. Uh, and I think you get them leading after 20 minutes. So Tampa Bay, minus a half, plus 155. First period uh, for me with the uh, best bet. I lean to the over uh, for the total because we saw over, we saw under. We, uh, maybe this game can go over the total. It's five and a half plus money. And right away, I'm like, I'm not taking an under five and a half and laying a price. There's, I'm not. It's, I'm not doing that. But the one concern with me with the over and why it's just a lean for me is because if Tampa Bay leads in this game, they've had a propensity to just take the air out of the game, you know, and just really, really look at protecting the lead. It's not the old Tampa where when they had a lead, they just keep piling on goals. They don't necessarily do that anymore. You know, they try to really protect the lead, think goaltending defense first when they're playing. And the pace usually slows down a little bit when Tampa Bay has the lead compared to when Tampa Bay's trailing uh, in a game. So that's the one thing that would have me shying away from the over. That's why it's just a lean for me. That's why I only have it in the lean category personally. How about you, Vito? Anything on the total, any lean or any opinion with it? Well, yeah, well, uh, for two, that could go over, you know. Yeah. Uh, see this ending like four three five three i think i think tampa gets the, the three or four goals to then and i think Vasi bounce backs hard so as i said i think four one something like that for two but i could be wrong you know no <laughs> of course <laughs> anyone can be wrong well that's what i see you know but what i see is not right always <laughs> that's for sure that's for damn sure we don't always know. get it right books know where to put that over you know i think it's totally in the right place you know i think Maybe you will need that empty nether to get that to, to that over, you know. So yep. I don't want to really play gamble, play on that, gamble on that, you know. Exactly. So, um, yeah. I mean, to me, that that uh, that basically we both don't have a very strong. We're we're both not betting the total, and we both don't have. A, we both of us don't have a very strong opinion on it. I really do think it could go either way. And like I said, my concern with always betting an over with Tampa Bay games is that when Tampa's leading, and if I expect them to be leading for a decent amount in the game, they've really done a good job of slowing it down. Look at the Florida series. Every time Tampa Bay got a lead in that series, they just uh, most of the games went under. I mean, it was just <laughs> they were very good, and Vasilevsky was dialed in. Vasilevsky seemed to play even better throughout the playoffs so far when his team has the lead for him. You know, when, you know, a 2 1 lead or a 3 1 lead, he really dials in and, and plays good and, and sustains the lead, maintains it. So that would be the concern for me with the over. If Tampa's leading, I don't know if that's necessarily a game that's on pace to go over. So well, keep that in mind. Lassie has to step up, you know. Yep. Well, when it's the time, the time is today, you know, I will say there's no late because 3 3 3 0, it's already done. Maybe yep. they win this one 2 1. Who knows? Maybe they lose the next game. Then three one also will be hard. But if they go down three nil now, that will be hard. So today's the day for the Vasi to show to, to see the Vasi uh, play of Vasi, how we call it. <laughs> He's in the shadow right now of Shosturkin, at least through yeah. the first two games. Shosturkin's been now. Shosturkin hasn't maybe had the turnovers from his own team in front of him like Vasi has, but still, no. There's no doubt he still played better than Vasilevsky here in the first two games. And it'll be up to the perceived best goalie in the world for the last, you know, four or five years, at least uh, Andre Vasilevsky to prove uh, once again, that he is the best. And uh, we'll see if he can deliver that kind of performance today when his team obviously needs it the most. A uh, great stuff, Vito. Awesome shows yeah. this weekend with you joining us. Uh, Vito might be on the betcast. Sound made it sound yeah. like he might be trying to join I us. Will, on the I, betcast. Will, I, will, I, will, I have one more bet for today, but it's not in hockey. As we talk hockey, it's in uh, this 
Golden State Warriors, you know. I don't well, tell us. Why not? Lot. Throw it out it's there. Bounce back today. So, like, minus three and a half, I think it's a great number. So, I will go with that. <laughs> All right. Golden State Warriors. A lot of people are going to like Golden State to bounce back here in game two of well, the uh, NBA Finals. We have two big games today. Hope, well, I hope both of them go the right way. <laughs> That's right. From a betting standpoint, yes. Absolutely. We always hope the game is going to transpire the way we hope and the way we want. All right. That's a wrap. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate it. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Vito, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern and 8 p.m. BetCast, a double dip with the Ice Guys coming up on Monday, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.